This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi LS Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Oh, it's a goal! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Third recording of the week, three days in a row. This is supposed to be the summertime. It's uh, it, my summertime. Very much started about five to eleven Thursday evening as I scurried <laughs> out of the by cars end down a poorly lit alleyway to my car, embarked on a four hour drive home, and very much forgot football existed until about three minutes ago. So yeah, ah. good. And, and, and what is that feeling like? Do you know what? It was peace. It was peace and quiet. Yes. And uh, it was, yeah, I, I I had a family barbecue on Sunday afternoon and I sat there and I said to my wife, for the first time in about 12 weeks, I feel genuinely relaxed. Nice. Yeah, sort of, yeah the dream. It sort of dawned on me how much this club, <laughs> how much we give the club and how much the club gives us. And it's very nice to just not have any of that for a bit. Isn't it just? I look forward to experiencing my similar version in a couple of weeks, but I've got a whole bunch of pre-recording to do before I can have my summer. But until then, it's still Swindon Town. But, oh, peace. I'm coming for you. So this episode was always planned. We knew it was coming. Um, The retained list has been announced. Quite an interesting one compared to last year where the the released list was everybody. Everyone. (laughs) 
every single person uh, left last year. And people go, oh, no, Harry passes. No, every senior player went on their merry way. This year is a little bit different, but I, I would I would throw a little bit of caution, as we'll discuss a bit later on. So, you know, basic bits done first. All the lone players have gone. And then we get to the juicy bit. Players not offered new contracts. So no major surprises, I don't think, but possibly one. So we say goodbye to Manny Idem. Truly, we hardly knew ye. We say goodbye to Ryan East, Jaden Mitchell-Lawson, and Captain Dion Conroy. Terry, thoughts? I mean, there's so many so many contrasting thoughts here. Did did Manny Idem exist, I think is my, mm. my primary thought, or is it just a state of mind? I think um I think I think genuinely like obviously everybody's attention is drawn to Dion and you know we we will never as a fan base we'll never really get the truth or or the full truth around is he released has he been you know there, there will obviously be, have been discussions he if you think of his contract the last time he renewed it it was very much in the face of a lot of League One interest. He would have been one of, one of our biggest, you know, one of our biggest earners. And ultimately, you know, the the the, the football management side of, of of Swindon have got a decision to make with every single player. Is is their contract contractual situation? Is their is their new deal worth 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 the weight? Worth worth the sort of value that, that of the of the budget that it takes up and. I don't know, man. I, I, it, it's I, I would love to see Dion continue with us, and obviously, it's not going to happen. I think my, my overarching feeling is what I don't love is it's just it's Manny Edem, Ryan East, Jada Mitchell Lawson, and Dion Conroy, and Dion Conroy doesn't deserve to be in that in that collection. I think I think that's 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 probably the saddest thing. But look. I've I've been a huge defender of of, um, of Dion over the last four or five years. I think he's um, I think he has huge ability. I think he's a fantastic sort of top end league two, bottom end league one defender in the right team. Sometimes we haven't had the right team, and that's okay. And I'm sure he'll go on and and and, and do and do and do good stuff for the next five, six, seven, eight years. And I really hope he does. I I, I find him really affable, really likable. Um, and you know anybody who who comes on this pod and is is and is as open as he was will always be uh, will always be welcome in my book. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's funny because this season was the most we got out of him, really, in terms of appearances. He made just over a hundred and twenty appearances in what five and a bit seasons, which isn't as many as he would have liked and what we would have liked. And he was denied cruelly many a time with, um, with injuries. I think the only reason there's a discussion about his legacy is purely what happened in the Sheridan season, where really he was stitched up because his job as captain was to defend, defend, defend whatever the rhetoric was coming out of the club. And he was made to look like an ally of John Sheridan, which he probably wasn't. We know he wasn't. Yeah, he absolutely he absolutely wasn't. Um, and what I'm certainly not going to do is suggest or take any conclusion of his whole career with us of five and a half years based on one interview outside the bus where you can hear the engine rumbling in the background. Not Portsmouth away. It's, I I think 
I think I think our, the the fans who judge him for his perceived alignment with Sheridan are just are just are just not seeing the full picture. That that was not the full picture. Um, we we know that four six weeks later he was bombed out. He was in the bomb squad. He was uh, castigated as not being a, an adult. Um, you know, it, 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 it's it's. I, I don't think you can tar any player with any sort of reputation or damage after last year. And ultimately, he was lured to us in the summer when 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 very few were. He was one of the uh, infamous LS Pod Eight, as we like to call them. Not I wouldn't so, say infamous though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> infamous by the fact that everybody everybody calls it six. I think as well. Yeah, oh, you got me. Yeah, um, you know me, Terry. So you know, I think um, I, I really hope that he looks back on his time with us fondly, and I will certainly look back on his time with us fondly. And and let's let's see where he goes. Is it a cataclysmic blow to our chances next year? No. Can we can we go out and get better value for money in the market? I'd like to see us try, and I think we probably will. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't respect and credit him for the five and a half years that he's had with us. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think we'll see him again in League Two next season. Um, the the smart money, I, I guess, is on Orient. I can see him in an AFC Wimbledon shirt, but you know he can move. He doesn't have to stay in London. But but I think I think I think he'll be in League Two next year as opposed to League One. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? Indeed, I mean, he wasn't a well-end signing, was he? So, no. I think I think that link is perhaps a little lazy. Lazy, yeah, for the want of a better phrase. Um, he wasn't a well-end signing. He is a sorry boy. I'm sure he wants to stay down here. I mean, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna touch wood. Uh, go and sign for Salford on a three-year deal. So, I think I think I think you'll find him at a Southern League One or, or Southern League Two club. And I'm sure we'll cross paths again next season for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan East, you know, I, I hear such nice things and positive things about him as a footballer uh, from from those within the club. And I think he is truly a right player, wrong time sort of thing for him. I'm surprised maybe they didn't want him in reserve. I know he's got a relationship with Scott Marshall where he coached Reading previously. It's just one of those things. It's It just... He was given chances and it just, it just didn't work out, did it? No, it didn't. And, and did he really take his chances? I think that's arguable. I think, um, so, you know, I think he's been snookered a little bit by the emergence of Ellis in the centre midfield spot and in yeah. the emergence of Ricky Aguilar, who was a massive punt out of non-league. And I'm not trying to compare any of those three as individual players. But if you think of us being completely wedded to the 4-3-3, which I think Garner is now, we go into next season with five centre midfielders under contract and a sixth, arguably our best, in discussions on a new one. Do we need a seventh? Is that a priority? Arguably not. Um, I, I, I really think, ultimately, Varanese was a, a victim of circumstance more than anything else. Louis Reed has come in, one, you know, hands down, been our, our most outstanding player this season. When Louis Reed isn't there... Ellis Andalo is, and I don't think we knew that when Ryan East signed, but we do know that now, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely does. And finally, for the players who have not been offered new contracts, well, I, I, Manny, Manny Idem, I saw him play. He was skipper. He conceded four goals, and then he, 
he turned up late to the one meeting where he was needed for Hartlepool. So not not a great thing for him. But Jaden okay. Mitchell Lawson, <laughs> <laughs> he is a state of mind. But Jaden Mitchell Lawson, lots of chances, not as many in terms of minutes, but he he had plenty of chances. And again, he, he I think he was put out wide a couple of times and. You know, we all wanted him to succeed because he had his uh, previous with Swindon. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like we 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 all wanted more. We all expected more. I didn't. You know, when he signed, it was never a case of you know this guy's going to be transformational for our chances or our season or anything. But it, but I very much expected him to be part of the core fourteen fifteen. And as the season went on, he just he just fell out of that core, didn't he? He was he would be on the bench, but he wouldn't get on the pitch. And when he did, he wouldn't impact games. And I don't know, I, I, this is the one I feel sort of not sad about, but I just I just feel like it's been, it's just not worked out for, for, for either party. And he needs to go and play football. He needs to go and play football. Um, it, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm sure there were deliberations. Could we, could we give him another year? You know, and he sits around and makes eight starts in, in cups and, and 20 sub appearances and, again like does that really does that really progress him no does it really progress us as a club no um our our sort of Achilles heel this year and I've said this I've lost count the number of times I said this in the last week we have 13 or 14 or 15 amazing league two players that's not enough we need 16 17 18 and if we we were th- but we were basically three players short of winning the league, and I, I I staunchly firmly believe that. And unfortunately for JML, he just wasn't he wasn't in that collection of fourteen, fifteen core players, and there was nothing to suggest he would become that. So I think the, having the opportunity to let him go and try and replace him with someone who can become one of that core fifteen, sixteen is 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 a really obvious logical decision as much as as much as it isn't very nice for the individual yeah I spent large parts of this season willing him to come on and score late on in an important time just to kick start his campaign and then you know he just faded away and barely played much like Ryan East at least Mitchell Lawson was on the bench but just when we really needed these players to step up they just they weren't called upon yeah, and I, I don't think they, I don't think they failed in so much that they weren't, you know, they were never, they weren't giving many chances. But then I was listening to the um, the season review pod on Sunday, and some of the guys made a couple of great points in terms of Rich. I think you asked the question: Did we use the squad enough? Did we use the fringe players enough? And somebody very, very rightly responded with: Did they do enough to 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 warrant being used? And I think I think that's ultimately where I come I come to a JML. Did he genuinely, really, at any point, take his chance, impact a game, give Garner a decision to make? And I think the way that I look at this is, if you look back to sort of October time, if someone put a gun to your head, there wasn't much between JML, McCurdy, and Gilbert. Really, was there? It was it was almost sort of two from three for a bit, and then McCurdy, or, or or maybe even one from three, really, when you look at it, and then McCurdy just just grasped every chance he had. You look at Bristol Rovers away being the most obvious one, 
but he just grasped every single chance he was giving. He he met, he had a big impact. He created a goal. He scored a goal. Even if he didn't do either of those things, he had an impact on the game. And I just don't think deep down JML can say that he did the same, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, fair points. Well, we wish them well. Next is the real talking point for me, although eyebrows were raised with the contracted players, but players offered new contracts. So the statements showed that the club have offered new contracts to uh, Matthew Baldry, Mandela Egbo, Harry Parsons, Akinoda Mayo, Jack Payne, and Jojo Wallacott. Um, also in talks with uh, the club still is Rob Hunt. And Jordan Lydon remains uh, at the club for the time being as they assess his injury as a side there. So I am throwing caution to the wind on this. I will be very happy if more than two stick around. I have a feeling that Swindon fans aren't going to get as many of these. Well, we're not going to see as many of these next season as we would like. I think this is now, and you sort of flirted with it with Dion Conroy. This is where we're dealing with Lee Power era wages, isn't it? I mean, Dion Conroy would be on a wage that maybe our current budget can't can match. Uh, Baudry is in injury time, really, with his own career. So he'll probably take lower wages for, for an extended season. But with Jack Payne and Rob Hunt they will be on a wage that maybe doesn't fit the new era's budget. And I'm just speculating here, but it's going to be tricky to keep some of these players, isn't it? Yeah, there are a lot of levels to this part of the conversation, isn't there, Rich? I think we could probably speak about this for the next three hours. Um, It's very tricky to unpick. I think your your immediate instinct in summation there is, is pretty much bang on the money in terms of, there are players there, particularly Hunt and Payne, who came to us in League One and we're now in League Two and it's going to be hard to get to the salary that they were earning in the current moment. So, you know, would, you know, would I, I'd, I'd love to see every single one of those players re-sign. I would absolutely love it. If we yes. get, if we get two, then, then, then we get two. If we get three, unbelievable. Like, without sort of trying to boil it down into a list of priorities, I would um, sell my left kidney and my wife for Jack Payne. So, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, he is, he, for me, is in- incredibly important to this team. But I think, I think, I think the, 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 the club, the owner, Clem, and the football management structure have to be very, very, very careful here. Because what we can't do is wander into a narrative where we can't, in the current moment, where we're experiencing our highest average attendance for 30 years, we can't wander into a moment where we are releasing players because we can't even match what Lee Power paid them. So there, there are a lot of nuances and a lot of narrative and a lot of context to play out over the next couple of weeks, and it'll be really, really interesting to see how this does play out. I think we, I think all parties have got to be super careful how the message is delivered with regard to these players and their negotiations and the decisions that they make. 
the part of me, the conspiracy theorist in me, kind of thinks some of these players are absolute no way staying, but they've put them in this category just to soften the blow a little bit. But that's me speculating purely. Um, but also, but also, but also the blame shifts, right? So if the club say, "Hey, we offered him a deal," you know, which and, is fact, and, the, and which is fact, and the player decided to leave. All of a sudden, it's sort of very good PR to blame player X or player Y for signing for Cheltenham. <laughs> but ultimately, did we really offer them a deal? Did we offer them a deal that was competitive? Did we offer them a deal that was even remotely on on, on a level that they're currently earning? So, so this 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 middle this middle selection of players is the most interesting, the hardest to unpick. And the most full of nuance, and you can't, you know, a, a, a one paragraph in a, in a club statement is 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 nowhere near telling the story of these eight, ten players, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Jojo Wallacott's legacy could cope with him being offered a deal and going somewhere else. <laughs> and yet, Jojo Wallacott is the one person here who definitely has been offered a deal and definitely will go somewhere else. <laughs> Harry Parsons, I thought, was was contracted. That was that was surprise number one from from the list. Just loves new deals. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> Weekly. Favorite part of, favorite part of history: FDR's new deal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he he thinks he stole it from Herbert Hoover as well. Akimo de Mayo, he had a, he had interest last season. I would say maybe his stock has dipped a little bit. I would say that you know, good because he's good player and I want him to stick around but he got close to Portsmouth last year didn't he um I hope he sticks around I hope they all stick around out of that list I honestly do uh, Mandela Egbo would be great uh Jack Payne's the big one as discussed but we'll have to see and Rob Hunt well I'm a huge Rob Hunt fan um the the wording here whilst the club remains in talks with Rob Hunt that that is pure there's there's a stumbling block there because why do you have to separate it with the rest? Yeah, <laughs> you there, just don't there, need. To. There's some alarm bells on Rob Hunt already, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, look, we, like like I said right at the top of this, we will never know the true story. For all we know, we're in discussions because because Ben Garner and Ben Chorley have given his agent a bell, and ultimately that's all it is. But he has six offers at the top of League One, or sorry, the top of League Two ready to match what he's been earning for the last three years and we're not willing to do it. So it, it, it's super hard to sort of read into any conclusion from this from this one paragraph. Um, but we, yeah, ultimately, would I like them all to stay? Yes. Uh, do I think they'll all say no? I think, you know, realistically, you know, Parsons will sign, obviously, because he hasn't been anywhere. Yeah, he hasn't been anywhere near enough to go anywhere else, quite frankly. Um, as brutal as that sounds. I think I think if you look at the rest of them, who's most likely to sign? I, I would be surprised if if um, Bodri doesn't re-sign, just purely purely sort of lifestyle reasons. Really, I think um, we found a way to get the best out of him in the last six weeks. If we let him, if we give him that freedom and let him and let him do that, um, you know, for next season, he plays ten fifteen games. Fantastic um, job done. Jack Payne, Manny Egbo. I mean, God knows. Rob Hunt, I, I fully expect because just because of that wording, I fully expect we'll be we'll be plying his trade elsewhere. Yeah, Baudry's only thirty four as well. You know, we talk about him like he's like 
37 38 maybe his body some parts of his body is is that age but you know he's he's got a year if they if they stick to what they've been doing the last couple of months then he'll he'll be an asset and he's so well liked behind the scenes too cool well we'll see how they i learned that matteo bodri's younger than me and that is that is depressing oh my goodness I've got four or five years on him that's yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I look at him when he's playing and I think ah, he's getting on <laughs> just Brilliant. Rich you're older than them you're older than them <laughs> it's not I'm not far off being older than the managers for God's sake uh, we'll move on to those who are contracted so this was the big big bit because we we went into the day thinking we had X amount of players and then a few names emerged which made everyone feel a little bit better. So the club have taken up a, an option on Mo Dabra. So congratulations to him. He's sticking around. So we knew George Calmeadow had been offered terms. We knew uh, Ben Gladwin, Ellis Iandolo, Harry McCurdy, Harrison Minton, Lewis Wood were all contracted. From what I hear, I don't think any other under-18s will be making the jump up to the seniors, but that's not confirmed. But the big news was there were three additional names to the list. And that was Ricky Aguilar and then Johnny Williams and Louis Reed, which is huge news. Absolutely huge news. Two two names in Calmeadow and Darbre that we just did not think were going to be around the place next it's year. It's just so happy. Feed him and he will score. <laughs> no, look, in all seriousness, like there was, there were some whispers sort of last couple of weeks. Um, that, that both of these players were sticking around. I don't know sort of what creativity, you know, the club have been able to pull off here with, <laughs> with regards to embargoes and contracts. I'm sure it's all above board. But, but ultimately, you know, I think um, particularly Lewis Reid, given given all the plaudits he's been given over the last over the last week or so, particularly on this pod, having him round contracted, there's not even a debate, you know. It's, it, it's just he's here next year. And that is brilliant. And I think we go into next season for the first time in a long time with a contracted, guaranteed, sat here at the end of May core of players. And it's not a it's not a complete stretch to think we only need six or seven to compete. We don't need fifteen again. Do you know what I mean? So um absolutely fantastic news, particularly given Johnny Williams' form in the last six weeks of the season and Lewis Reed, obviously he's 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 by by far and away, you know, the the most impressive uh, centre midfielder I've seen at this level for a long time. So, absolutely fantastic news that we finally got confirmation they'll both be around next year. Yeah, keep pain and maintain that three, and we're competing no matter what. Hundred percent. I was saying this. I was saying this um, uh, on to, to a couple of friends earlier today. If you if you know already contracted in centre midfield next year. You've got Reed, Williams, Gladwin, Iandlo, Aguiar, with Jack Payne in discussions. And we play 4 3 3. We've already got five, maybe six absolutely outstanding centre midfielders for League Two. And and that just puts us in such a strong position going into the season, bearing in mind we've we've also still got McCurdy. We've still got um We've still got some depth at the back, and we've still got Lewis Ward, contra- Lewis Ward contracted. So there isn't, there isn't, you know, depending on depending on who out of that middle group signs up, even if it is only two or three, we've still got a really good core group to go again with, and that's so important. Where are the gaps? 
Where where will you be if you were Ben Chorley and and Ben Garner right now? What would you be scrambling to ensure that we've secured first things first? Strikers. Mm-hmm. It's got to be in it. It has to be. It has to be. Um, we don't have a contracted striker. We don't have a striker in com- in discussion or whatever that middle group is. Um, I don't really think we've released a striker. We basically have none. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Harry McCurdy just um, you know yeah you got Harry McCurdy playing off the playing off the left or playing off the right or whatever. But other than that, it's strikers. So you know you need two strikers. You need two centre halves. Um, I think I think you probably you know you probably need a left back and then everything else feeds off of replacing that that middle group of players in in discussion. So if you say right now we need five. And then that's assuming everybody who is in discussion signs. And for everyone who doesn't, you need to replace them. That's sort of where I am with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, were there any areas when you looked at this, when this was released just before 5 p.m. on Tuesday, were there were there any what were the what were the big, big moments for you? Were you were you pleasantly surprised? Were you were you like, this is this is better than we expected? What what was your Overriding emotion. Yeah, pleasantly surprised I'd go with. I think I think confirmation that Reed and Williams were here for another year. As I said, there were whispers over the last couple of days and weeks that, that would happen. But seeing that written down and, and and concrete was amazing. And then also I just think a little bit of willingness and, and again, this is you have to just sort of read between the lines here a little bit. But the fact that we're even in discussions with Egbo, Wallacott, Payne. That's really important. That's re- I, I didn't expect that. I, I, I very much expected a hard no on Wallacott, a hard no on Egbo, and a hard no on Payne. So if you can get one of those three or, or two of those three, then we're in a really, really good spot. So ultimately, I think this was very much a positive um, a positive update. I think that's, that's how I discover it. Yeah, I, I was I was happy with the offers. I mean, you get they want their they want their terms so they can compare with whoever else puts in bids I mean that that's ultimately how it works isn't it so I, I think Dion Conroy being on the release list shows that that's your hard no right there and the rest are kind of like well you know show me what you've got and me and the agent will will have a think and we'll we'll compare and contrast and we'll get back to you yes yeah, exactly that isn't it I think you know um are we uh, I mean we're very much speculating here and we're very much talking about other individual people's earnings, which, which I don't feel super comfortable doing. But, you know, are we are we offering Rob Hunt the same as he's earned for the last two years? Less, more, probably less, you know, you know knowing where we are as a club at the moment. You you, you throw that forward and, and, and each individual has, a, has a, a decision to make, a lifestyle decision to make. Are they settled in the area? Have they got young kids? Have they bought a house? You know, is it worth Jack Payne's effort for an extra 500 quid a week, a grand a week to move to, I don't know, bloody Hartlepool or Bradford or Salford, almost certainly not. So it's impossible to, it's impossible to know how it plays out over the next, over the next couple of weeks, particularly with that, that middle group. I think, I think that's the group that will make or break, truly make or break our interpretation of this retained list. Yeah, our relative wilderness around, you know, with rival clubs surrounding us makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. I think Bristol Rovers and Wickham and teams like that might, oh, losing players to Cheltenham will will be a body blow and Forest Green. But hey, that's life. 
it is what it is, you know. If you get promoted, then you can compete with these clubs, and right now we can't. Oh, yeah, it is what it is. Well, there we go. That was a nice, quick half hour for your listening pleasure. Um, I hope now we get into the summer schedule, though some clubs, Terry, have started making their signings, which I think, you know, Evans has already started with Stevenage, um, so that means they're definitely finished mid-table um, after a promising start. But hopefully that we can we can go into a little bit of summer mode now. Until then, Terry, thank you very much. Cheers, Rich. Take care. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford, and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 